You know, the Christmas story is a story that as many times we've heard it, it never gets old, does it? You can hear it over and over and over again, and it never gets old because it's really kind of an unexpected story. I mean, if you or I were, were God and we were writing the Christmas story and we were sending our son to earth, we wouldn't have done it that way. I mean, we, we wouldn't have chosen just a young teenage couple. We wouldn't have had our son, our only son, whom, whom we loved, born in a cave, lying in a feeding trough. We wouldn't have invited the stinky, smelly, unclean shepherds, the distant, far-off, Gentile wise men to come. We, we would have done it differently. We would have made sure that he was safe and well-protected. See, the Christmas story is an unexpected story. And you know, Jesus kept doing the unexpected. And maybe for some of you, this service is kind of unexpected because we have our boxes of what uh, church ought to look like, of what worship ought to look like. And people back then, they had their boxes too of what the Messiah should look like, of what worship should look like. And when Jesus showed up, well, he upset all of that. And so the Pharisees, they get together. And I want to read you just a a quick um, story here in Luke chapter 15. The, the, The Pharisees gather together and it says in 15 verse 1, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them? See, Jesus was way outside their box. He thought, no, you can't be a Messiah who does this. You're hanging around the wrong people. Why are you doing this? This is a problem. And Jesus responds with a parable. It's one parable comprised of three stories. It it begins with the story of the lost sheep. And he says, hey, suppose you're a shepherd and you've got 100 sheep and 99 of them are safe, but one wanders away. Will you not leave the 99 who are safe and go try to find the one who wandered off? And he assumes the answer. Well, yes, definitely. If you're a good shepherd and you know they're safe, you're going to go try to find the one who wandered away. And then Jesus makes this statement. He says, and then when you find it, you'll call your friends together and your neighbors And you will say, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. And then Jesus, he steps out of the story and he tells this to the Pharisees who are listening. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 who do not think they need to repent. And then Jesus moves on and he tells another story. He says, hey, suppose there's a woman and she has 10 coins. And we're assuming that they're dowry coins, coins that will be used for her marriage. And nine of them are safe, but one is missing. Is she not just going to tear the house apart and look all through the cupboards and under the couch and all through the cushions and just go everywhere until she can find that last one valuable coin? And then then when she finds it, she's going to call her friends and her neighbors, and they're going to throw a party, and they're going to rejoice again that the coin that was lost is found. And, And again, Jesus steps out of the story, and he gives this statement. He says, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then Jesus, he adds one more story to this parable. 
It's the story of the lost son, the prodigal son. I'm sure you remember that one where there's one son who's, who's at home and he's the older brother and he's serving his dad, but the younger son, you remember him, he rebelled against his dad. He said, dad, can I just have my inheritance now? You're dead to me. Let me just go off and live my life. And so he takes his inheritance and he goes and he squanders it. And then he's thinking to himself, you know, if I could just go home and be like one of my dad's servants, even the servants have it better than I have it now. And so he plans out this speech and on his way home, he would have been expecting his dad to turn his back to him, to banish him, to have nothing to do with him. But, it, but instead of that, his father is scanning the hillside looking, waiting for his one lost son to come home. And then when he comes home, his father runs toward his son. He doesn't turn his back and banishes him. He runs towards him. He embraces him. And he calls everybody together and he throws a party. He says, kill the fatted calf. The fatted calf. My son is home. And the older brother, he can't quite wrap his head around it. He says, I've been so faithful all these years and, and you're throwing a party for him. In this story, Jesus, he doesn't step out of it and give you an I tell you statement. He just gives the words of the father. He says, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and is found. As you go through those stories, in the first story, you have 99 sheep and one who's lost. In the second story, you have nine coins and one that is lost. In the third story, you have one son faithful at home and the other son who is lost. Do you see it? 99, 9, 1. What's the thing that stays the same? The one. See, Jesus was answering the Pharisees. He was saying, hey, I wasn't called to the healthy. I wasn't called to those who think they don't need to repent. I was called to the sick. I came to seek and to save those who were lost. I was called for the one. And then as you look at the I tell you statements, Jesus begins, and with the lost sheep that's found, he says, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in all of heaven. All of heaven will rejoice. And then in the second one with the coins, did you notice? It wasn't all of heaven. He said there will be rejoicing in the presence of the angels. The angels will rejoice. And then in the third one, he narrows it down again. It's not all of heaven. It's not all the angels. It's the heart of God, that the very heart of God is moved. Right now, our kids are going to come back up and they're going to perform one last song for us. But as you think about that story, here's one thing that I would like you to consider. At one point in our lives, if you have a relationship with Jesus, we were all the one. We were all the one. We were all the one who was lost in darkness, who needed to be rescued. We were, we were the sheep that had wandered astray. We were the coin hidden somewhere in the house. We were the son who went away. We were all the one. But God in his love came and rescued us. 
And this is perhaps the most unexpected scene in all of scripture. Because did you hear it again? That heaven threw a party over you. That the angels rejoiced over you. That the heart of God was moved by you when you came to a relationship with Jesus. That's pretty special. And now God invites us to go and tell. He he doesn't just save us so that we can just be safe at home. Now he says, no, go and make disciples. Go tell this good news of great joy. Go tell it everywhere. Go tell of the king who reigns forevermore.